0: Hello. Welcome, Welcome back. back. It's, it's been a minute. Uh, it's been quite a feels while. Feels like it's been more than a minute. It's been
1: it's been a, a cool minute. A cool <laughs> minute's longer than a hot minute, right?
0: It's been a cold minute.
1: I think a cool a cold minute, it's been a freezing minute. Um We're
0: but, back. But Base- we're back. We're back better than ever. Baseball's 2 days away. We're recording this on Tuesday, April 5th. Um,
1: and I, there was a, there was a minute where we weren't sure if baseball was going to be happening this day, Bleak which times. we're not even going to get into. Those were bleak but, times, um,
0: and those are behind us.
1: Glad it worked out. Glad it worked out. Um, speaking of interesting times, um,
0: we got a new team. We got a new team. All sorts of new team people. New staff. New players. Team new team people.
1: It's true, dude. In that way, it is new team people because it's not just a new team. It is really like new.
0: Team people. They probably got new vendors, new security guards. Stomper's
1: Stompers still the mascot. Um, Unfortunately, John Fisher's still the owner. (laughs) But a lot of other things changed. Um, I mean, I think first and foremost, from my heart... R.I.P. Ray Fosse, obviously, but we talked about that a little bit last year. Thinking about and him uh, very often. It came. It's kind of, It hadn't come up in a while, and it's coming up more. And it kind of is like, God, wow, that sucks. He really is gone. Yeah.
0: Like he just, it's. He, will not he become... was a
1: huge part of what was happening. You know, he was like a really big. He was not. I mean, you know, maybe like five percent of the total thing. But one guy, he was five percent of the whole thing. So, that's you know tough. So obviously, R.I.P. Ray. The whole season goes out to him. I think pretty much everybody is on the same page about that. And uh, Bob Melvin, I I do not begrudge him leaving at all, but it does feel it. I am a little bit sad that Bob Melvin is. I mean, I think I don't. That's I'm going out on a limb. Like it's a bummer. That Definitely Bob sad. Gone. Yeah. Definitely sad. Um, I mean, he's one of those. He's one of those managers where he's worth an amount of wins himself, just standalone. Just like the way he manages games, he's like a, he's a very. He's a very intelligent manager, and I'm very interested to see what he can do with the Padres roster because it's a weird roster, but there's a lot of good players. And people are like, "Oh, the Padres have three catchers, but well, that's weird." I'm like, dude, it's Bob Melvin. <laughs> don't don't sleep on Bob Melvin with three catchers. We've done we've made the playoffs with that a, that multiple times. Yeah, for sure. So. uh those two. Going to miss those two for obviously different reasons. Bob Melvin isn't gone. Bob Melvin's just in San
0: Diego. Th- Thankfully, he went to the Padres, my yeah. second favorite team before this even happened. So, totally not bad, totally. not it's, bad. I,
1: I, I gotta like the Padres.
0: But to replace Bob Melvin, there's someone we're very excited about. We talked about him last season as a potential candidate. Mark Kotze.
1: Absolutely. It is, uh, it's, it's it's hard for there to be good news it's hard for there to be a silver lining in losing someone like bob melvin but i mean they it became clear pretty quickly that it was going to be conte and that was i mean that's
0: okay with me he's he's not bob melvin but he's he's good people have been talking about him the entire time as a future manager and we just love the guy in Oakland. He was a star for us, a star center fielder. I remember my father very fondly telling me how great it was that he could make these jumps on these balls and not have to dive for them like all these other players. Something that I'll never forget. My dad really loved to say how he didn't have to dive. Yeah,
1: totally. Well, because, I mean, he just got good reads <laughs> on the He was just bat. so
0: smart. He was positioned well. He got good jumps. Um, He's he very a
1: great defensive center fielder. Yeah, elite defensive center fielder, um, and was on the was on the '06 A's team, which was one of the most fun A's teams of all time. You know, like anybody that was on the A's team that Frank Thomas played for, I'm in on. You know, so <laughs> that's an easy one. But yeah, I mean, I you know, 21.3 career WAR. He's this, this guy's not a slouch.
0: Not bad. This
1: guy's not a slouch, and um, he seemed to vibe very well with Bob Melvin. You know, Bob Melvin seemed. To really appreciate having him in the dugout. I, you know, you would see Melvin talking to him all the time. They'd be talking constantly. And when they, once Melvin left and they picked Katsay, Melvin had nothing but good things to say about the fact that they had picked Katsay. And, uh, you know, I'll, I trust Bob Melvin with my life. So yeah. if Bob Melvin's saying that Mark Katze is the right guy, who am I? Who am I to say that Mark Katze isn't the right guy? And, uh, you know, that's – if in the event that he is the right guy, what a handoff. You know, what a hand – far gone are the days of Art Howe and Bob Guerin. You know, I am already confident he's better than Bob Guerin, and he's never managed to official (laughs) – I mean, maybe he has an interim – He's
0: definitely better than Bob Guerin. Yeah. I'm looking at his stats maybe for the first time in my life. This is a deep dive on him. He looked to be an elite center fielder for the first half of his career and definitely tailed off in the last half, like after age 30. Not that surprising, but put up a 4.6 war for the A's in 2004. 2.8 the next year, trailed off after that. And he was a very good Padre. He was a very good Padre. I saw he put up 20.6 defensive war in 2003 for the Padres. Yeah. That's a big number. That is indeed. Um,
1: So, yeah, I mean, I think we're – it's, it's a bummer when you lose a, a leader and a personality like Bob Melvin. But, uh, you know, excited excited to see what Katsai can do. Especially because it's a turning over of a new leaf anyway. So, I don't blame Melvin for not wanting... Sometimes you're just too far along and, you know, Bob Melvin still doesn't have a ring. He's a great manager, still doesn't have a ring.
0: So, yeah, and this,
1: he is a lot of what the
0: Padres need. So. A, a common theme in the dismantling of the team that we watched for the last five years is, you know, they were pretty good and they were fun to watch. But did they win a World Series? Did they make it past the first round of the playoffs? They did not. So no. it's time to move on. We've got a new squad, and let's talk about it.
1: Absolutely,
0: there were a lot of trades, and you know, we're up. It's a bittersweet time. We we're upset about some of it, we're happy about some of it. Fact of the matter is it happened and we have we got to look on the bright side.
1: Well, and also I mean you and I had I don't even know how many times had talked about the fact that this was We knew this was this coming. This was going to happen. Everybody, Everybody knew this knew. was going to happen. We, we all knew. knew. I think we had we had talked ourselves off a ledge about this. A long time ago.
0: I wanted Matt Chapman to be an A for life, and I had to come to grips years ago knowing he was a Scott Boris dude. It just was never going to happen. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And I mean, you know, getting a little bit older and seeing how the days deal with things, I don't, if I was Scott Boris, I don't know if I would want to deal with A's. And I mean, <laughs> I'm, it's, the A's seem to do a business a certain way, and it doesn't seem to endear themselves very much to the people that they're doing business with. No. Um, so, you know, uh, it's it's an interesting thing to grapple with as a fan, but it's uh it's our lot. You know, what are we going to be Giants fans?
0: No, thank you. <laughs> Did not go. We're not going to the Joint A's Giants Fan Fest tomorrow.
1: <laughs> what a disgrace. Uh,
0: so, in March, the A's made the first trade. They traded Chris Bassett, fan favorite for sure. I think he totally endeared himself to all of us fans by battling through so much adversity over the years. And he really came out on top through the, throughout it all. So we got JT Jin, um, pretty highly touted right-handed pitching prospect, still pretty young and uh, somewhat of a journeyman. Adam Oler, who has actually just cracked the opening day roster, and he bounced around a little bit. Dan, I know you got the numbers up. <laughs> Tell me about it. I am.
1: I am. Before I go any further, I am. This is. You know, certain things just have a smell to them. And you get used to you get. This is like a good used. A's smell. Yes, 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 because it the stuff seemingly has been there the entire time, but um, yeah, I mean, he bounced around. He was an independent ball. He was pitching on. He was pitching in Australia. Um, I mean, he was initially what was he? He was initially a twentieth round pick by the Pirates in twenty sixteen. Um, pitched pretty well. Pitched fairly well initially, and then once you know, once he got into like high age, kind of fizzled out. Um, was out of baseball entirely, but I think took twenty twenty off. You know, just didn't.
0: Well, most pitch in 2020. and a lot of minor leaguers didn't get to play in twenty twenty, um,
1: but came back with a vengeance and pitched to a three eight three ERA, one one six WHIP, over one hundred twenty innings for the Mets Double A AA, and Triple A one Mets minor league player, minor league pitcher of the year.
0: Um, I love getting people's minor league players of the year. That just seems like a good sign. Well, and it's
1: just, he, this has all the, this has, he's 27. This has all the makings of a dude the A's saw a few things in that they can work with that nobody else did. And I'm in on it. We'll circle back to this later, but I am, I might be too in on this, but I'm. Oh, I'll say for now is that I'm very in on the... I, I'm I'm on the Adam Haller train, for sure. He's 6'4", 225. You know, like, the dude's, you know, he's kind of a horse, you know? Like, he's... he's re- I think he's ready. I think he's ready to pitch.
0: And it's not too hard to buy in on JT Jin. A former first-round draft pick, then second-round draft pick. He... Well, you know, he hasn't done a whole lot yet, but he's highly touted. He's got very low ERAs in the minors. And it looks like he... Can strike people out.
1: I mean, that's really when I'm looking at minor league numbers. That's kind of all I'm looking at. And I
0: don't that know may much be about. Maybe too simplistic
1: him. for me. But I mean, strikeout numbers, strikeout numbers, and walk numbers. Like if you're striking, and he doesn't seem to be walking so, that many people.
0: For I think you know? maybe uh, for context, in 2019 in college, he struck out 105 people. In eighty six innings and only walked nineteen.
1: Yeah, and I mean this last season, and um, most of it was in most of it was at A ball, but you know it's a point nine point nine three whip. Yeah, I like that. You know, I mean, he doesn't seem to put people on base, and he strikes people out at a pretty, uh, pretty good clip. So um, it's and Bassett is Bassett was really good for us. He, I think. Um, Has overachieved any sort of projection they would have had around draft time for him. I mean, I think this, (laughs) especially
0: given the Tommy Johns Chris Bass's career has turned
1: into more than I think anyone ever thought it would have been. But also at this point, he's not he's not a number one. He's a number three, four.
0: Yep.
1: In a in a for a competing team, which is nothing to sneeze at. But you know, it's not like we should have expected a Jacob Degrom level return for this guy.
0: Yeah,
1: and he's in the last year of his deal. You know, so th- I this is great.
0: Seems like a pretty decent return.
1: Um, I, I wish we could have held on to him. I wish we could have given him a three-year deal and, you know, run it back. But that's not how we're going to do things. So, yep. assuming, knowing that that's not going to happen, this is great. I'm okay with it.
0: So that's one guy straight on the squad in Adam Oler and one guy we're waiting on in JT Jen. We'll see how that goes. Next up, the A's shipped out Matt Olson. This one definitely hurt. The most, I think, personally, I really knew it was happening. It was really obvious it was going to happen. But obviously, after the season he just put up, it would have been nice to see the dude stick around. Yeah. And he's beautiful and sexy and, you know.
1: Well, and he was just a
0: smooth field and He was a first-round
1: pick out of high school in Georgia. And I remember when they drafted him, they were like, man, if this all comes together, this guy's going to be... A stud, and we, last like yeah last, yeah last year we watched, we watched what happens when it all comes together, and he's a special player, you know I mean he is, he is up there. I don't know if I even want to, put, I mean he's a top fifty player. I think he's definitely easily.
0: in my head top fifty player right now. Um, the return was not bad, not bad at all. Christian Pache, who is a former top prospect, I mean he's really only played like a handful of games in the big leagues. He's still a top prospect. He's real fast, real good in the outfield. Uh, He's got a great arm and supposedly does have some pop in there. He's going straight onto the big league squad, someone you should be very excited about immediately. And he does
1: look... I mean, just just in spring training, the dude looks pretty special in center.
0: If we we keep Ramon around, him and Ramon out there is not a bad one-two punch for your outfielders. We have... Top prospect Shea Langaliers, who came back. He's a catcher and he, I guess, is like just as good as Tyler Soderstrom, so how cool is that?
1: I mean he yeah, thirty four thirty fourth round pick of twenty sixteen out of high school. Uh, didn't sign, went to Baylor, first round pick, ninth overall in twenty nineteen, and um
0: in the top yeah. In the top one hundred I mean, prospect rankings that just came out, it's like him, Soderstrom, back to back. I mean the other I way just, around.
1: this dude looks all I can say from looking at the numbers is it looks like he can hit the baseball. And yep. that's pretty cool.
0: <laughs> so, so all of a sudden we might be the most stacked catcher prospect system in baseball once uh, once the Orioles graduate Rutschman over there.
1: I mean, he and he has been aggressively assigned throughout his entire minor league career and has responded pretty well at every level. I mean, he was... his. 2019 had 54 games of single A. Um, OPS was 652, not great. They promoted 2020, nothing, obviously. Um, 2021 started him in double A anyway, even after the 652, and went 836 OPS in 2021, and then got promoted to triple A, where he is OPS with 721, which is, I mean, only five games. So, yeah, over 97 games last year, uh, 22 homers, 833 OPS. He could um, be
0: contributing to the big league team very soon, probably well, next month or two maybe. And, I mean,
1: you wonder where if he could play somewhere else, you know? Like, yes. If, if he plays left. I think he can definitely
0: left. play somewhere else. So that's very exciting because he excited. seems like a good player. They also got a right-hander named Ryan Kusick. Is there? a I don't know how to say that for sure, but sounds right. He was picked in the first round, twenty-fourth overall, just last year. Or yeah, just last year, twenty twenty-one. Um, I forget. Is it him or is it JT Jin who's who's got TJ? Someone's injured, right? I'm not sure.
1: I th- I, I, that brings a but I'm not sure which I one it is. I think
0: someone might be injured or coming off injury. Not sure. They're they're in low A. You know, they're far away. Um, but he's someone to be, you know, excited about one day. I mean, he's the first, round he's like a first rounder. first rounder. First rounder last pretty year. Pretty cool. <laughs> I like that. And then lastly is a guy I'm actually Loki, maybe most excited about in Joey Estes. And he's real young. He's 19 years old. But just last year in A-ball, he's... Like, on average, three years younger than all his competition. He had a 2.91 ERA, struck out 127, walked 29.96 whip. And that's in 99 innings. So, I'm yeah. excited for that guy. I think he yeah, throws dude. hard. I think he throws real hard.
1: Yeah, I mean, the 11.5 strikeouts and 9. And I feel like anytime you start approaching 4.5 strikeouts per walk, you're... I can work with that. Yeah. You you I'll like see you
0: on my me. fantasy
1: spot. <laughs> um, yeah. So that was, uh, that was the Matt Olson trade and it did suck. It's, it sucks. It sucks it it when they traded. But
0: him. that was t- in my head, definitely the biggest, I don't know, thing holding me back from buying into the rebuild. So once he was gone, I was like, let's do it.
1: Well, and I think they, that was the bit, that was the most we got back for anyone. And it was not Nothing. You know, I mean, this is not the Josh Johnson trade. He was our
0: most bonafide superstar. You know, I
1: mean, it, this is not the Josh Johnson trade at all. I think we got we traded our most valuable trade piece, and we got some. We really, got some stuff back. Some really like possible because I mean, their guys. Stuff. A, a lot of guys. There's at least with the top two guys, Langleyers and Pache. There's a little bit of a safety net. Yeah. You know, like Langleyers uh, may not be an elite catcher, but he will put up. Positive value. They should bottom
0: out at replacement level. And maybe. if
1: even if Pache can't hit, the he, the way he plays outfield is.
0: Yeah. They'll make up for it. And to he's, you know, he's
1: gotten. I've read a couple separate sound, scouting reports that have given him 80 for his glove, 80 for his arm, and 80 for his speed. Which is nice. And that is ridiculous. Those are I mean, they're three, not throwing out 80s. You those know are I mean? three
0: uh, tools as good as they can get.
1: And there's only five tools. <laughs> there's only five. So. Ones. Um, so I'm very excited about that. I mean, I I think first and foremost gonna miss Matt Olson, but everything beyond that is pretty much excited for what we got back, and you know, pretty optimistic. Yep.
0: Next up was Matt Olson's BFF, Matt Chapman. This one, <sighs> I've you know, I went on record as saying I was kind of hoping we would hold on to him and see if he could end up like bringing himself up to superstar level before trading him, but. I was talking to my father, and he made a good point. Like, Matt Chapman may never get back to that level. So, the A's clearly might have felt that way. They traded him, and they got four more pieces Gunnar Hogland, a right-handed pitcher who has a just A-plus name. <laughs> Infielder Kevin Smith, who is, um, I believe, he'll be on the big league squad.
1: And he is hitting the cover off
0: the ball. He's hitting the cover off the ball this spring. I was looking at the A's batting averages in spring today and they're all crushing it right actually and if
1: we it's we should not buy buying obviously we shouldn't be buying too much into spring training but i mean i it's
0: i think the only reason they didn't win more in spring is because their pitching admittedly looks questionable and that <laughs> may carry over. it may carry, over. may carry over but you know what i'm just hoping it was you know spring training at its finest but i think
1: the i think the interesting the thing that's been encouraging spring training wise for kevin from watching Kevin Smith, is that a lot of what I read when we traded for him is like there might be some power there, and I think we're there seeing is.
0: some power. He's is. making good contact with yeah. the ball. He's got three or four home runs. He's lots of lots of loud everywhere. noises. Loud noises, absolutely. And he, you know, he doesn't look that big. I'm not sure exactly how much power he has, but there is precedent for smaller dudes having power. So who knows? Bad speed, man. Left handed, left hander, Zach Logue. And left hander Kirby Sneed were the final pieces. And I'm pretty sure they might also both be on the big league squad. I think I've heard Logue is going to make it. I'm pretty sure Sneed yeah, was going to make it like a while ago. Yeah. And I'm pretty excited about really all of those pieces. I'm not sure which one has the highest ceiling. I think Gunnar Hogland supposedly does, but he's also furthest away. So it'll be very interesting to see, you know, how Kevin Smith c- compares to Matt Chapman moving forward. It's big shoes to fill for sure.
1: Um and I you know it just hasn't been Matt Chapman on defense is next level.
0: Full stop. Yeah, we're not we're not getting that back and that hurts.
1: Um but on offense you might be able to cobble together a little bit more value than Matt Chapman's been giving you um the last couple of years. I mean, his 2019 implied that, well, I mean, the combination of 2018 and 2019 implied a trajectory that was kind of hard to comprehend. Kind of yep. hard to really even, like, envision if it sustained what it was going to look like in a couple of years. And it just hasn't happened. And I think, you know, I mean, happened with Grady Sizemore. You know I mean? If Grady Sizemore never got hurt, what, what would Grady Sizemore have been? Something else.
0: <laughs> he would have been very good.
1: Um, but he, he got hurt, you know. And I think whatever happened to Matt Chapman is, like, Seemingly the same thing that happened to Chris Davis, right?
0: Yes, and the hip injury.
1: Unbelievably yeah. I think it, it's like the same exact thing. They had the same exact surgery. And like it's unbelievably bad luck for those dudes, but you they don't you don't seem to bounce back.
0: Shout out to Chris Davis. I believe he's on a Mexican league team as huh. of today. They're gonna
1: start hit they're gonna see some prodigious home runs. He's gonna hit league.
0: some big old home runs down there.
1: Um so I'll miss Matt Chapman. I mean I Josh Donaldson had played the most impressive third base I'd ever seen, and then Matt Chapman just absolutely blew it out. Yeah.
0: Eye. I actually this kind of totally made me forget how much we idolized Josh Donaldson's third base defense and Chapman blew that out of the water.
1: Every cool thing that Josh Donaldson ever did at Chapman third base did it in like Oakland, three or four times. And better. And every better. single time. Yeah. And I and I wish him literally nothing but the best. Like I hope he has a great time. I hope they win a lot. I hope he and Vladdy are best friends, and I hope he enjoys Canada, because they seem like very nice people. Yeah. So, and they're going to love him. The Toronto fans seem like nice people, and Matt Chapman is a very lovable baseball player. So it's a, it seems like a match made in heaven.
0: <laughs> and we're thinking it's only a matter of time until Drake spits a lyric about Matt Chapman That's in the six. Totally. There was a bit of a lull after the Chapman trade, and Minaya and Montas were the names being thrown around every day, and you know, it got to the point where we couldn't help but think, well, what if the A's keep both of them? They might not be that bad. Minaya was traded two days ago, (laughs) he was supposed to pitch against the Padres, and then they traded him to the Padres, so then he pitched against the A's. It was very strange. With a green glove. With a green glove on and a brown uniform. Same shoes. The gold shoes played on both sides. Yeah. So. Anywho, Shamanai is gone. That one definitely hurt a little bit too. I mean, he's been a lot of fun. The no hitter was really fun in 2018. And has he ever quite done anything like that again? No. But he's had some really good stretches, and he is quite an effective left-handed pitcher. So I mean, I
1: think my thing is he, over like five innings, he's one of the more effective pitchers I've ever seen. If you send him out there for the sixth inning, you are playing a dangerous game that he is going to explode.
0: He's a little sketchy, and he's never pitched well in the big game. And, you know he's not alone in this category uh, i think chapman and bassett might fit in here as well he's a little bit injury prone i mean there's you know there is a negative adjustment to be made for their value given their injury histories totally matt and olsen think... on the other hand has played virtually every game he's ever been around so i don't think and... there's anything to worry about with him um
1: I mean, even separate from Bassett taking the line drive for the face. I mean, he's what he's he's had two separate Tommy Johns.
0: Pretty sure, yeah. You know, I
1: mean, you're that is you're playing on with fire, already. exactly. Um, so um, I think
0: I wish all these dudes the best. I think the the
1: Mania trade. I'm I'm a little bit. I mean, obviously Aaron Holiday's is about like twenty. I was a little bit bummed that we traded him. I
0: was a little shocked that we had. Yeah, you know people were talking people talked about this a little bit as us being nice to Shamania. we have had a history of making some good faith type trades like Steven Piscotti coming over things yeah. of that nature yeah. so you know maybe we were like we'll hook you back up with your boy bob uh so i don't i don't know how to feel about the inclusion of Aaron Holiday I, yeah he throws like 100 that's never a good thing to give up but we did get a young 19-year-old stud in Urubiel it's gotta be Rubiel. that one's tough that one's tough yeah Rubiel, Angeles and Adrian Martinez um Angeles looks like he might be legit someday and Martinez
1: looks fine people seem to be very upset that he was
0: I mean he was raking in NAIA for whatever that's worth
1: um (laughs) but people and people seem to be upset about Martinez but he's 25 he's 25 and he pitched in AAA last year he wasn't pitching particularly well in triple-A, but he was pitching really well in double-A, AA, and triple is hard. Oh, you know? is this
0: the same guy?
1: You're not looking at the right, Andrew Martinez.
0: They did me dirty. They did me dirty with the league. Yeah, I think this is the guy. That makes a lot more sense.
1: Yeah. <laughs> um, he spent most of last year at triple-A in San Antonio. Um, it was good. He was good. Um he, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I don't. I we'll see. We'll
0: see. I think Anhela is the prize if if yeah. there is one here. This one is tough because you know we don't really get anything immediately usable in return. We're not real sure about the future of these guys. And Minaya was a fan fave. Yeah. So it was sad to see him go and hug all his teammates like mid game and stuff. Is weird. But. We have made those trades, and we have a new squad, as we have discussed. And we're here to tell you what our opening day lineup should look like, because someone's got to do it.
1: So, and I think we're the people for the job.
0: I'm not. Let's let's not get too into the bullpen right now. Maybe we can talk a little. No, tiny but, I mean Frankie Montas it. starting starting
1: game one. That's really all we
0: need to. That's right. Talk about Frankie Montas point. game one. And starter. lose closing right. That's lose the, our closer. And everything Which is else. kind of exciting, honestly. We'll Those are two, is,
1: it's a big year for him. He's two got a,
0: potentially very good pitchers right there. Yeah, So I think leadoff,
1: if I'm picking leadoff, I say Tony Kemp.
0: Tony Kemp, I like Tony Kemp. He's a big OBP guy. And probably putting him at, I think maybe left field for some left flexibility. Field. Left
1: field, I would say.
0: Because he plays a good left. He might end up being a second, but we'll see how we'll see where we get. Uh, number two has got to be... Hmm. Two, two, maybe
1: the, Pinder. The two slots interesting because it's, you know, do you optimistically put Pache there hoping that he has a good year? I think
0: Pache's gotta go lower. Yeah. Um, um but maybe, maybe Lowry. I was gonna say probably maybe Jen. Elvis.
1: Elvis is probably good. Elvis Jed, Good with two, the bat.
0: Three. Are we moving Mur- murphs in the Murph's our best hitter now? In yeah, case, so think, in case anyone think, th- doesn't realize this. <laughs> yeah,
1: I think Elvis two, Lowry three.
0: I'm actually kind of getting excited now that we're doing this. We don't have the worst lineup in the history of baseball. Well, I mean, if Jed
1: Lowry's healthy.
0: Okay, we're putting Lowry 2, and he's dh and. No, no, no,
1: I think Andrus 2.
0: Oh, I'm sorry. And then Lowry 3. I almost feel like Andrus... We know Andrus is I mean, Andrus versatile, is like but I want to stick him down lower. Okay, yeah,
1: so Lowry. Lowry, Lowry 2 is great.
0: Lowry, DH. And then I'm thinking someone... Between Brown, Pinder, and Murph, I think Murph's got to be three or four. I would say Brown at Brown three. Oh shoot! You know what? I just remembered. Huh. I think we're fine so far, but we're facing Aaron Nola, who's a righty. So we got to keep in mind the the lefty heavy. Yeah, lineup. I still think that's. So out. we're good. We're good. Um, put him in right for now. Or at first. First, maybe. Oh, we have stephen vote too are we starting stephen vote do you think he's a bench guy
1: i think he's probably a bench guy um
0: okay murphy at murphy. the dish definitely he's 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 the greatest And um, then
1: i think i would say pinder
0: yep pinder's i think pinder's the dude now i think he's we got if the a's have a chance of being a good team we need chad pinder, pinder to be a monster
1: pinder at short
0: no, or no was, was a tr- Pinder, Pinder at second, Pinder hey, at third. Pinder at
1: third? Well, or we got Noisy?
0: we got Smith. Well, probably not doing Smith because he's a righty, right? We got Noisy, third. he's a righty. Pinder could be
1: in right.
0: We got... who's Okay, is playing center. Let's keep sticking with things we know here.
1: Pache's center.
0: I really, really hope they don't start Sky Bolt on us. That, I mean... He is a switch hitter.
1: He is a switch hitter, and He's probably starting. He's probably starting.
0: <laughs> don't say that. Right? No, but this is our lineup. Okay, we don't know what Pinder's doing. Who? I think Pinder in right field. Is Piscotty starting? Is he kind healthy? of think he might be?
1: Is he healthy? Well, they were paying him a
0: lot. Okay, so Piscotti's in here too. He's a right fielder. Kind okay, of Pinder. Let's put him a third for now. Third
1: base sounds
0: great. Who would be our second Elvis, baseman? El- Shal- Elvis. No, Elvis is short. Here. and then Sheldon Noisy at second. Noisy or Smith, I guess. Oh, maybe
1: Kevin Smith. I don't know. I bet they'd go with Noisy, because he's, you know, played the majors before.
0: (laughs) I kind of think we like it. My dog, Stuco is snoring despite all the noise we're making. He's cracking us up. I wouldn't be surprised if Boat sneaks in there somehow. We, like, maybe Jed Lowry starts at second. Okay, how about this? Vote DH Lowry second. That works. Because that's real lefty-heavy. Yeah. Do we want to move anybody around? Probably switch Pache and Elvis, maybe? Yeah. I sure. like having my fast guy I'd be the last guy. Sure. Second leadoff hitter, as they say. Um. All right, sorry, Skybolt. Not really. So we got Tony Kemp, Jed
1: Larry, Seth Brown, Sean Murphy, Chad Pinder, Steve Biscotti, Steve Vogt, Elvis Andrus, and Christian Pache.
0: All-time A's lineup. Not I'm... far off from my all-time A's lineup. I
1: mean, that's, <laughs> that, I think that's, that's some of the best we can roll out there right now.
0: <laughs> and if things go well. Honestly, if things go well, I mean, I'm not going to expect a crazy year from Stephen Piscotty. And I'm not going to expect a crazy year from Elvis Andres. But I will allow myself to expect some crazy magical run from one of Jed Lowry or Steven Vogt. I think Chad Pinder playing every day could be a pretty solid 3-4 war type player. Yeah. I think Murphy's going to have a monster year. Seth Brown could hit 30 or more home runs. And Pache could be real good. Ramon Laureano's going to come back at some point. There is... More to be optimistic about than Twitter will have you think. I mean,
1: Pache seems to have enough speed where if he hits like 250, he's going to be making some stuff happen.
0: Yep. You know, so. he's going to be getting triples. He's going to be stealing bags.
1: Um, so yeah, I think that's our, that's, and then Frankie Montas starting against Aaron Nola on Thursday. Our boy. Um, and I'm, I, you know, I have felt much worse going into baseball seasons than I feel going into this season, especially all things considered. Yes. You know, like everything that's happened, I still feel kind of okay. You know? Um, so, you know, what are you going to do? This is the life of an A's fan. It's, a, it's cyclical.
0: I still love them. And this is the beginning I... of a cycle. This is maybe one of the first times I've ever, like, had to question my excitement for opening day you know there's just been a lot of noise this off season, and maybe the most active i've been on twitter and boy a's twitter is a mess
1: everyone's really upset but it just makes you think like have you never is this have you never seen this happen before this has happened like, a few times I not, not, to I us know this is what was of this was we all happen. knew we
0: all knew and so we're here the season is starting in two days and dan and i are here to tell you who our favorite new edition is
1: yeah, we got a new. We're gonna we're gonna do a. We're gonna give you a favorite new person, and then uh, some number that we think they're gonna hit um, for the se- for a season total. Um, and then we're gonna uh, give you a season total for a for a, for a, a, someone who's still there. Someone who's a holdover. A. We're gonna give you a prediction for one of those guys for the whole season. So what do you got for me, Corey?
0: So Kevin Smith who is 24 years old. He has fairly quickly risen through the ranks at Toronto. I'm predicting he goes for 25 plus schlongs, a.k.a. dingers, a.k.a. long bombs. (laughs) Um, He hit 25 home runs in 2018 in a high A and low A combined. He hit 19 in double A in 2019 and then he hit twenty one, in AAA in twenty twenty one. So I think it's in there, and yeah. we've seen it this spring. He when he gets a hold of it, and he seems to do that often. It has some pop.
1: Yeah, and he seems to get on base at a at a uh, good enough clip that he's gonna give himself some chances to be in the lineup.
0: I, I have this I really, I have this also really mean note about predicting fifteen plus errors. I don't know if that was called for. I'm looking at his defensive stats and. Like he doesn't really seem to make too many errors, but you know he's not Matt Chapman. We got to expect a few clunks on the glove compared to what we're used to.
1: Yeah, you gotta you gotta sandbag yourself a little bit. So if he doesn't make, if he does hit <laughs> he doesn't make 15 errors, and
0: hey, we're know. in the green. Um.
1: Okay, my guy is Adam Muller. Um. Already talked about him a little bit. Super stoked about him. Think he's gonna be a good pitcher and a great story. And my uh my number for him to hit is 150 innings. He threw one hundred twenty <laughs> innings last year in Triple A, th- th- across Double AA and Triple A. Um, so you know, I don't think they would have him on too much of a living innings limit if he's pitching well. Um, so, and in my head, if essentially, I mean, if a rookie throws one hundred fifty innings, things will go pretty well for him. So I'm hoping that that happens. Adam Muller, one hundred fifty innings, round time. Market. Uh, what about your uh, what about your holdover
0: A? I'm going with Jed Lowry. I am a self proclaimed Jed head.
1: This is a this is a pro Jed Lowry podcast. I have, I have been for years.
0: Yeah. Um it's been a minute since he's done this and it's gonna be against all odds. I know that. Thirty five or more doubles.
1: It's not he had twenty eight last year and he felt like he didn't have the results that he deserved without well he hit the ball, so
0: you know, the man once could happen. the man once hit forty nine doubles in a season. I think he can hit thirty five. And then another time,
1: the season after that hit thirty seven, and then a separate season hit forty five. That's right. So you know he had twenty
0: eight last year. So admittedly, this is going to be difficult, but I believe in you, Jed.
1: As I said, he his argument was that his the batted ball metrics yeah. painted a much rosier picture than he actually put up. So it's true. He felt like he deserved a lot more than, I guess, probably... I mean, I'm sure he third felt he deserved more than 14 home runs, too, but he definitely felt that he didn't put up the best season he could. And honestly, just... If he can get close to 600 at-bats again, that'll just kind of mathematically put him closer to 35 home runs than 450 is going to, you know? So. I don't think it's the craziest thing you've ever said. Uh, my guy is Sean Murphy, and honestly, he might get traded. But I mean, anybody might get traded. The prediction holds. Um, you know, that's I, a
0: caveat for everybody. I think
1: Sean Murphy, 35 or more homers. At least 35
0: homers. He's going Salvador Perez on the league this so year. So we need
1: 35 or more doubles from Jed Lowry and 35 or more homers from Sean Murphy. And if both and 150 innings from Adam Oler and 25 shlongadongs from Kevin Smith and if all of those things happen we will at least have a somewhat entertaining <laughs> we've got a season. ball
0: club if that all happens so man it's good to be back it's fun it's, it's exciting it's to be back times. in a lot of ways honestly it's baseball
1: season yeah you know, it's almost baseball season
0: <laughs> no matter how it goes we'll be here and we'll be together and hopefully the A's won't lose the first six games of the season
1: yeah that was a bummer so let's not do that again <laughs> uh, but, but that's it
0: everybody make sure you call in sick to work on Friday games at 12 totally um If you work Saturday and Sunday, do it on Saturday and Sunday, too.
1: Baseball comes first. Remember that. Um, And that is it. We will talk to you guys next week. Enjoy
0: the season.
1: Bye.